This is Dad's old recorder. There's only one file. How did he... Hey, kid. Your old man here. You know, I couldn't sleep tonight, so I walked over by the street to clear my head for a minute. And don't worry. I didn't wander off very far. I can still see you sleeping over there. You know, we haven't seen any sick for a couple days, so I figured we're safe in this spot. But I uh, forgot I had my digital recorder in my back from my days at the paper. I erased all my interviews, so this will be the only file on it. Man, it sure is quiet out here tonight. Sometimes that's when it's hardest to fall asleep. I just can't seem to turn my mind off even though I'm exhausted. Not really sure why I'm doing this or what I want you to get out of it. I just figured maybe when my time eventually comes, you'll have this to remember me by. Although I'm sure you'll want to forget this time in our lives. <laughs> I know we weren't able to take anything with us that day because we didn't have time. Just the one picture... I mean, look at me, rambling on without really saying anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do that a lot with you. <laughs> I guess all I'm wanting to say is, I know all of this has been hard. Well, I mean, it's, it's been more than hard. It's been the most difficult, horrendous thing we've ever faced. You don't need me to tell you that. There have been so many moments when I wanted to give up and just end everything. But that wouldn't be fair to you. You haven't gotten to live like I have experienced the world like your mother and I did, and we still had places we wanted to go to. I don't know if there's a cure for this thing or how long it'll take for the world to get back on its feet. I mean, hell, it may be this way forever for all I know, but you deserve a shot and that chance to get through this, and I'm I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that happens. I know you don't need me as, as much as I think you do. I mean, hell, you're a better shot than me, but, you know, I, I guess that makes me a damn fine teacher. <laughs> Look, even though we're going through this thing with the virus and time seems to stand still sometimes, I just... Sarah, I just need you to know that you are an extraordinary person. You know, and there's no one around to tell you that anymore. Everyone we knew is gone, so I needed to find a way to make sure you knew that and reminded of that before I go. Which, obviously, I hope isn't for a long time. You're your caring daughter who would do more for others than I would. Everyone else comes first for you, and that's, you know, that's something that I am incredibly proud of. But I've been rambling for too long now, and I just want you to know I love you. And I know you know that. But now I just have to find a way to sneak this in your bag without you knowing. Okay. Dad out. Okay, let's leave something for the next person. I don't even know what to say. Um, okay, and record. Hi, this is Sarah. Maybe if you're hearing this, you're my kid. Many years from now. Um, many, many years. Uh, I don't even want to think about that. Okay, anyways, I'm rambling like my dad. I really should have written something down before I started talking. There should be two files on this thing. One from my dad, John. He left a recording for me, and I'm leaving one for you, mysterious person. Presently, the world sucks. There was this event that happened. We just call it the blast. Bombs were dropped all over the states, maybe all over the world. And 
this awful gas spread infecting everyone who initially breathed it in. At least that's how we think it worked. The gas turned them into something. You'd never think it would be real. They're horrible, and if the substance from their skin touches yours, or if they scratch or bite you, you'll slowly turn into one of them. The sick. They're just as desperate as we are. Well, we were. I had a family once. Believe it or not, things used to be normal. The fucking bombs. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, maybe I shouldn't curse if you're too young. The bombs. The bombs took away my mom and sister. We were left alone and had to come out of hiding to find what remained after that horrible day. My dad and I searched for a long time for a home. We ran into these two. Um, actually, no. Hold up. They um. They sort of snuck up on us, and I'm pretty sure they were going to kill us at some point. Anyways, um, once we got over our trust issues, it turned out they were just really great people and wanted what we wanted. Scavengers took Olivia from us. She was so, so sweet. She didn't deserve what happened to her, and Tessa didn't deserve it either. We found out about these safe zones, little colonies in each state that could offer some sort of normal home. No virus, no worrying, no searching for food and supplies every day. I was exhausted one day. I, I had to rest. I couldn't keep going in my condition. A pack of sick caught up to us. I thought we'd be safe. I hate what he did that night. It still keeps me up. I can't sleep because of it. My dad, he protected us from them. He gave himself up to make sure Tessa and I made it to the next safe zone. We ended up making it to Cleveland, where we are now. But without him... Um, okay. I can't talk about that anymore. We've been in the safe zone for a few weeks now. I still can't believe it, honestly. It's like a little slice of normal life, or as normal as it can be. I get to teach kids about basic math, and we're reading short stories together. I'm, I'm happy I get to do that here. Maybe you can use this to look back on this time, and know things will get better, and to have some hope. Maybe I'll give you another update in the future. Okay. Sarah, out. The Day Everything Changed Created and written by Lane Fortenberry Sarah, voiced by Jasmine Anderson John, voiced by Joseph Paz Music by Caleb Broussard and Michael Gay <laughs>